Uh, when you hear that song, you know what's coming next. My introduction of the one, the only Dave Spano, president and CEO of Annex Wealth Management. Happy Monday, Dave. Happy Monday. Glad to be here. All right, Dave. So there's always a lot of news swirling around money and investments and, and planning for your retirement, all those things. But uh, I was listening a little bit to Money Talk Saturday, and the, the interest rates were a topic. Uh, and and one of the warnings that came through on Axiom, your newsletter, your weekly newsletter, was we're watching for a credit events. What is that events? Yeah. Well, we we don't know what the event is, but let's the, what's the backdrop? The backdrop, of course, is that there was this meeting in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, and this happens. It's been going on for forty, fifty years, and it started many years ago, guys. When Paul Volcker, who was then the chairman, he wanted to go fly fishing and he wanted to have this event, so it started in this place in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, and now it's an international economic event, and everybody comes, and it's a chance for the Federal Reserve to make a statement on some of their thoughts. Well, we got what we've been talking about for a long time, which is higher for longer, higher rates for longer. And you can see this in what's happening, for example, in the mortgage market. Uh, 7.25% Freddie Mac's yeah, according to Freddie Mac, that's the highest rate we have seen in a long time. And think about it, it was just, it was, you know, the 10 year Treasury was at 3% two years ago. Here we are well over 5%. So those interest rates going up, for example, in the mortgage rates, the difference between 7 and 5%, that's 40% higher. So, you know, your listeners right now should know that mortgage rates are significantly higher. Will they stay there? We don't know. The Fed is staying. The Fed is saying higher for longer, so could it be into 2024? That's the question. The credit event we talk about is, you know, with higher interest rates, that put, puts pressure on all kinds of institutions, especially smaller banks who were working on these small margins. So that's what we're watching out for, and we might want to make sure that we don't have something blow up. So uncertainty is always a part of this story, right? We, we don't know what, you know, what we don't know, and, and the fact that the, the markets are dependent on not only U.S. policy, but international policy, what the markets over in overseas are doing, all of that uncertainty, is there... I guess what's the right way to put this? Is there a, a an indicator that above all else stands out that like this is the thing we should watch or isn't there? Well, you know, we certainly put a lot of pressure on the 10-year Treasury. We watch that because it is a pricing mechanism for so many securities, not only, as we just talked about, the real estate market, of course, through interest rates, but the stock market uses the, uses the 10-year Treasury as, as, a, as an indicator. The bond market clearly uses that, obviously, because it's a bond. So stocks, bonds, and real estate really are dependent upon interest rates. So where the 10-year Treasury goes is a pricing mechanism, and that thing really reacts uh, to all of the data that's out there, Steve. And one of the things that people should know is that the 10-year Treasury is an indicator across the across the market. So pay attention to that. And, of course, I always say that the bond market guys are always smarter than the stock market guys, and that has been the case. You know, when bonds blow up, that is a big deal. Sometimes stocks go up and go down, but we have to watch and make sure that fixed income markets are, are pretty in, in tune to what's happening economically. Dave, there's quite a bit of financial news to keep an eye on this week, whether it's the house price index, there's also an inflation conference, but you were just talking about banks. Is it a big deal that there's this big American Bankers Association biannual economic forecast later this week? Yeah, you get a watch. You know, you talked about, you know, this thing in California, SVB, that was the Silicon Valley Bank. And when that blew up, that was a big deal. And all we talked about for a long time is 
is this a contagion? Are we going to see a domino effect across the banking industry? And we didn't see that. Ironically, if you go and look at the rally, that SVP, that SBV failure, the market rallied since that point because the Federal Reserve got behind and saved that bank and saved a number of the smaller banks. But you know, right now the, there's a lot of pressure on smaller banks. We're watching the the small and mid-sized mid-sized banks. So yes, interest rates and putting pressure on them is is something that we have to watch. And of course, the information that comes out of there is going to be significant because we don't want another banking crisis. Those remember. Those who remember 2007, 2008, remember the great financial crisis, and that was a painful time. Are there still those forecasters, those naysayers, those doom and gloom folks? Are they still out there? Because I haven't seen as much of that lately as we saw maybe a year or so ago. You mean in regards to the bank? Y- yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. There was We saw uh, some research, research this past week that said outright that they wanted to get out of some of the small banks. So, yeah, I think there are some naysayers in it. And, and you know, it could be the, any one of these events goes back to your original question. I mean, China is under an, an extraordinary amount of pressure. You know, they usually have this great GDP report, and it's been going backwards. And so we're starting to watch that. There is, you know, one of the – there's a huge property developer – in China called the Evergrande Group and you know that's you know that's something that we have to watch it's down 87%. So you know something in China could be a trigger something locally could be domestically it could be it could be politically as you were just talking about any of these things could be a trigger. So this is the time to have a balanced portfolio for certain. Hey, somebody sent me this in email uh, format but uh, can the US economy markets thrive when the rest of the world is not doing so well? Yes, because you know we are we are the dollar is the world's you know the world's currency. So we have to watch what's happening here. And as long as we can do well, we can do okay. Obviously, we're you know we're a trading partner for, with lots of people, especially China and Europe. But we can do well, and it's been proven because you can see what's happening in China, and you can see what's happening in Europe, both under pressure. But but quite the answer to that question is yes, we can do better. And a lot of times you'll remember during COVID, we talked about a lot. Of Bringing a lot of those industries to you know what's called onshoring versus offshoring, bringing some of those industries back, and of course you know we talk about energy. If we can go back to being energy independent again, that is another significant factor to making sure that we can stand on our own. He is Dave Spano, President and CEO of Honest Wealth Management. Here I'm on Saturdays with Money Talk every Monday, ten thirty-five. Thank you, Dave Spano. Okay, thanks, guys. Enjoy the day. Absolutely. I love talking to Dave. He always, he always sets my mind straight when it comes to investing and planning and stuff. That's why I love the guy.